Welcome to the Blazers, episode 152. I am your host, Alejandro Oveda. I want to thank you for pushing play to another Blazing Week, and thank you for joining us. We have a lot to talk about, but this week I would like to start off the podcast just by remembering the great Dr. Martin Luther King. As we celebrate his birthday, uh, this year he would have been 93 years old. And uh, Dr. Dr. King was born in 1929, uh, but his actual birthday is January 15th, uh, and which in 1929 that fell on a Tuesday. Um, this holiday is often celebrated early, like January 15th, and also as late as January 21st. Uh, President Ronald Reagan um, signed the holiday into law in 1983. Although many states resisted ob- observing this holiday, um, it, it wasn't until 2000 uh, all 50 states uh, celebrated uh, Martin Luther King Day. Uh, but we celebrate Martin Luther King Jr. because he was the spokesperson for nonviolent protests during the Civil Rights Movement. Uh, he protested against discrimination under federal and state law. He was an American Baptist minister and an activist until his assassination in 1968. King was known for his practices of nonviolence and civil disobedience, which is the act the active refusal to comply with certain laws, which is also a peaceful form of uh, political protest. You know, we honor Dr. Martin Luther King and honor his legacy and teachings and find ways to apply his teachings to our everyday lives. You know, his message of peace and his dedication to his people has really inspired me and intrigued me and also touched so many other Americans. This national holiday is a chance to reflect on some valuable messages that are just as meaningful today as they were during the Civil Rights Movement. So this week, I would like to reiterate Some of my favorite quotes from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, I have a dream that my four children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but the content of their character. We must accept finite disappointment, but never lose finite hope. Faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the staircase. You see, Martin Luther King Jr. has always impacted my life as my mother was highly, highly influenced by Martin Luther King. I remember we went out to Martin Luther King marches downtown and also hearing the stories she would tell about how she would protest during her early years of life. You know, these things have always resonated with me and will continue to. But this week, you know, I really wanted to just pay my tribute to Dr. Martin Luther King and give him his flowers as he deserves uh, the change that we've seen throughout these years. And now, more than ever, we need to listen to his message and really apply it to our everyday lives. But this week, we had a very busy week, Um, you know, just trying to put the the, the pieces to the puzzle together. Uh, It's been hard to find the right pieces lately. Uh, Really trying to keep that motivation, keep that positivity going. You know, I've been able to 
go out, go fishing this past week. Didn't really catch much. Saw a lot of people catching, but um, we'll be trying out this week coming. Uh, it's really nice just to get out, enjoy that, that weather that we've been having, and really just sit there and think about nothing, you know? Um, I have to remember that I can only control the things that I can control. You know, one thing that I control is definitely my breath, which I have been practicing breathing like this whole year so far. Like, I'm not going to say it's been easy, but the last two weeks have been definitely hard. Uh, really trying to implement a new diet, really trying to implement some new fundamentals to my life, trying to stay uh, healthier. Um, but I have been working on, you know, my mental health, been working on my physical health. Um, my diet has changed tremendously the last couple of weeks. Um, really been wanting to give up caffeine this year uh, and definitely all the sugary, you know, drinks that I used to drink. Uh, really moderate my eating and also uh, make more nourishing choices uh, that have already given me tons of benefits. Like I've been able to sleep a lot better. I've been thinking clearer and I've been having a, a lot more energy throughout the day. Um, but these were some changes that I definitely needed to make. Uh, going into 2022, I really want to be focused on uh, staying healthy, staying um, right with myself. Not, not necessarily what everybody thinks what I look like, but what I feel about myself. Um, my self-esteem is something that I'm going to be working on in 2022 and keep a Keep a good mindset. That way, um, you know, I, I, I could be a happy person. I think everybody should take those steps to try to make your mental and your physical um, elevated. One way that I've been really working on my mental is by listening to a lot of great music. And this week I wanted to, uh, to mention one of my favorite artists right now. He goes by the name of Corday. Um and I wanted to talk about his newest album, which is called From a Bird's Eye View. And this was actually released earlier this week. Um, I was a big fan with his with his last album, The Lost Boys. Uh, he really has a, a, a big range of, of uh, styles. But one thing that I like about his style is definitely that he knows how to pick his beats along with uh, the way that he presents his lyrics. Um, one thing for sure is he's a, a definite artist, and I, I don't think everybody will gravitate towards his music, but I think if you give it a time and and a little bit of regurgitation, you, you might be able to uh, get a lot of his influences, such as, you know, you got to think J. Cole and Kendrick because those are my two... Um, I would say, I don't. I don't say they they sound exactly the same, but they definitely have some qualities that I think they share. Uh, one thing for sure, though, uh, Corday has this nostalgic hip hop feel that I can't I can't get rid of. Like every time I listen to it, I feel like he's gonna give me something better and better. Uh, and this is this album is something that I think. Uh, got probably to his top now. 
Um, so really, from here on out, he's really uh, got to go further, make a lot, a lot of more um, tracks that are more like this, you know. Um, but this album is 14 songs long, um, and I, I would have to say he already has like two or three different videos for this album already. Um, so make sure you guys check out this this album, uh, Bird's Eye View. Uh, my favorite songs off the album are Sinister featuring Lil Wayne, Today featuring Gunna, and Super. But I be I gotta be quite honest though, uh, I feel that his last album, The Lost Boy, which was actually Grammy nominated, was a lot better. Um, I think there's a big pressure for a lot of artists to really uh, step it up after their uh, debut album. Um, so. Sometimes, you know, when you get to these sophomore albums, uh, it's hard to really please the masses. And I don't think he had flunked this um, sophomore album. I think it was just a little bit of a different feel. Um, but like I said, it, it's really great listening. There's a lot of different uh, producers, a lot of different uh, artists that he uh, collaborated with. Uh, I really think that this is a great drop for him uh, right in the beginning of January. Uh, we don't know still when Kendrick's going to be dropping, so uh, that's a that's a good thing that he he hasn't dropped yet, and so he'll he'll, he'll be up there uh, getting some good uh, sales. But I think, like I said, uh, the Lost Boy, uh, which was his first album, uh, needs to be you know listened to if you have not heard it yet. Uh, but make sure you guys let me know what you guys are listening to and let me know what you guys think about Corday's newest album from A Bird's Eye View. This week we're able to watch some new movies, uh, but this week I really wanted to switch it up and uh, I ended up taking a chance on this new uh, documentary called Black Hollywood, They've Gotta Have Us. It was released in 2018, and it has um, one full season. Uh, but this is a, a series that really um, shows you the rise of black actors and filmmakers in Hollywood. Um, it gives you some insight about some of the biggest stars in the industry. Um, they talk about how uh, the white people portrayed uh, black people uh, throughout history and how um, the face of Hollywood is now changing with a lot of these new actors. Um, you know, they look back at a lot of the changes that have been made um, and have taken place over decades. Um, they go from the backdrop of um, the early days where, you know, the first black actors were I don't know what you would say. They were prohibited to do a lot of things that the white actors were able to do. And then they go to uh, now where, you know, a lot of these directors, a lot of these actors are able to portray themselves as in real story, uh, such as Moonlight and Becoming, which, you know, soon became one of the best films um, with an all-black cast, um, and they, which ended up getting an Oscar at the end. And, you know, this this uh, series really shows you that they're breaking those uh, boundaries and really um, making sure that 
they are proud of the work that they're doing. You know, um, they've got to have have us is really just a powered and of recollections of actors and actresses throughout time, um, making a statement showing that th- this new Hollywood is gonna stay here and seeing that this changes for the better, um, especially now that we're getting tons of great new content from not only Netflix, but you know, um, in Hollywood as well, such as, you know, like um, Black Panther. Uh, but but one thing for sure is some of my favorite actors and actresses are African American. So seeing this really uh, called me to really have to talk about um, this series. So make sure you guys check out this documentary on Netflix. Now let's start our local segment. And this week I want to talk about the body of Missy Hernandez uh, that has been found. There was a 40-day search for Missy Hernandez's body, which came to an end this weekend um, here in Fresno County. Fresno County Sheriff Margaret Mims announced a dive team had recovered her body from the bottom of an aqueduct near Huron on Sunday. Before her body had been found, deputies say the suspicious circumstances around the length of Hernandez's disappearance had led to her death. Um, The dive team made dangerous dive operation at a specific area of the California aqueduct where Hernandez's body was found. Hernandez was last seen leaving an art show in downtown Fresno on December 7th with her boyfriend, 41-year-old Ramon Jimenez. The following day, Jimenez was arrested on previous domestic violence charge, and right now he is eligible for bail. Even though that they weren't able to find Missy's uh, body at the time, they were confident that, you know, arresting her her boyfriend Jimenez, um, there was enough evidence uh, to really put an ev- a long uh, or a month long investigation out. And during the search of Hernandez's home, detectives uh, found DNA evidence that indicates a violent act took place. They were not in a romantic relationship for a long time together. Um, at the time of the domestic violence, but the charge of murder was added to Jimenez's record on December 11th, which could have a sentence up to 25 years of life in prison. In March 2022, 20, 20, he's due in court, and they're not sure if any of that bail, uh, if, if bail would be available. Um, the investigation is still ongoing, but just knowing that they found the body of this Poor girl, I mean, it's so sad to hear um, that, you know, a, a girl like this is dead. And I'm, I'm glad that they found her, but at the same time, it's still a sad situation. Um, to know that, you know, she was such a young girl, um, such a pretty girl, too. Um, and knowing that a guy like him and his could just take advantage of I guess the weakness of a female. I, I'm I'm not too sure what really happened or or what the details are. I just know that she went missing, and now that this week my whole uh, Facebook feed was filled with um, pictures of her. So I definitely wanted to just talk about um, this and let 
you know, people know that there is help if you are in an abusive relationship. Um, if anytime you guys are in need of help during an abusive relationship, you should give, should call on an adult or a friend you can trust, a family member, a, maybe a trusted teacher, a doctor, a school or religious youth counselor. Make sure you guys know that there also are, you know, 24-hour hotlines just in case. Um, the one that I wanted to just talk about is the National uh, Domestic Support Hotline. It's called the hotline.org. Um, and it's anonymous. If if anybody needs this information, uh, you can get a hold of me, or you could also find it at www.thehotline.org. Um, just make sure you guys get the help you need, especially uh, when it comes to domestic violence. You know, sometimes the first time is the only time it should happen. You know, it should never happen, but the first time it should. After that, it should never. You should never go back. That's my thought about it. I, I'm not too sure exactly how other people think about violent relationships, but definitely, if it happens the first time, it will definitely happen again. And I hope you guys just keep yourself above all this and make sure you guys stay safe by, you know, keeping your distance between people that you know may have a, this type of ability to hurt an innocent person. I mean, God forbid, you know, you give, you know, your your love and, and compassion to somebody, then you just take their life. Can't believe this is happening to a, a young girl like that. So make sure you guys stay safe. Now let's talk about some local music. And this week I want to talk about the Cypher Effect, which is a hip-hop network on YouTube that really elevates uh what hip-hop is and ex especially what the experience of hip-hop is um oftentimes we see that hip-hop is what you see on music videos or what's on played on the radio but in essence it's really about a dj and uh, a mc uh, so this goes back to when uh, hip-hop used to have these things called ciphers. And if you don't know what a cipher is, it's really when uh, artists go back and forth um, with their raps. And with this uh, time, the cipher effect was able to do uh, a Fresno version, uh, which enlisted Wormhaven, Guillotine, DSC, BKR, Nautilage, Cubic, Dingy, and MC Wicks. Um, and I have to say, this was one that I I haven't uh, seen before. Uh, the Cypher Effect, which really was able to uh, promote Fresno in a great way. I think, to me, is you get some great artists like this, like uh, a whole lineup of Fresno MCs and really put them together and see what kind of... Um, gold they, they create you know um this is a great way to see uh your local artists as well especially collaborating with each other um i'm not too sure uh how many more we, we might get of the cypher effect but if we don't this is a great one that will stick for a while um and if you haven't seen it or you haven't heard it make sure you go check it out it already has about thirty thousand views um 
and it's only been out for 12 days. So make sure you go show, show some love to our local artists, um, especially right now. We need uh, the most support right now. So make sure you guys either check out the Cypher Effect or check out We're Maven, Guillotine DSC, BKR, Not Alleged, Cubic, Denji, or MC Wicks. Um, most of these names have been uh, talked about on the podcast. So make sure you guys... Uh, check these artists out as you know 2022 is going to be the year for our podcasting and our create creators and our musicians and our artists to really take off so make sure you guys support all your local artists now let's talk about our fellow state men's basketball and with their record right now at 13 and 4 uh, they were actually able to win this weekend uh, with their first game against UNLV. Um, they beat UNLV 73-68 to and was led by number 10 forward Rob, uh, Orlando Robinson, who scored 24 points and 11 rebounds. Then the Dogs hit the floor against uh, Mountain West opponent Utah State, and they defeated Utah State 54-61. to uh, They were led by... Sean Barstow, who had 12 points and 6 rebounds. The Dogs have two games this week uh, as they face off against Nevada on Friday. And then New Mexico on Tuesday. So make sure you guys come back for more of for Fresno State men's basketball. Now let's talk about our, our Fresno State women's basketball with the record of 7-9. and nine. The Dogs were able to get their first win uh, versus San Jose State this weekend. They got the win 74-87 to and was led by Megan Oberg, who scored 19 points and 4 rebounds. Then the Dogs' second game uh, was against Air Force, and they lost 57-66. Uh, to But the Dogs were led by number 1, Haley Cavender, who scored 24 points and 13 rebounds. The Dogs take the court. This weekend at New Mexico on Saturday, January 22nd. And then on Monday, they will be playing at home versus Colorado State. So make sure you guys tune in for more on your Fresno State women's basketball. Now let's talk about the NFL. And we're now past the Super Wild Card weekend. And we saw a lot of great games this last week. I got to tell you guys, uh, this playoffs has been a remarkable playoff so far. Uh, but the, the games that I want to talk about this week were, uh, let's talk about the 49ers versus the Cowboys game. Um, and this game was one of the top games of the week. And that's why I definitely wanted to talk about it. Um, the game actually led me to really scratch my head to wonder what was Mike McCarthy's uh, thoughts with his play calling in the last minutes of the game. Cowboys, you know, were not able to get the ball down in time to hurry to the line of scrimmage to tie, uh, to hike the ball and spike it. Um, you know, it, it wasn't only because of that play. It was also because of the play prior to that, which McCarthy ended, ended up running a QB uh, run, which, you know, had a, had a good, uh, had a good run, but, uh, they weren't able to get to the ball in time and able to uh, spike the ball. Uh, but Dallas committed 14 penalties in that game, and Dak Prescott did not play to his pool, his full, whole potential. 
Um, they were down by, down six, and the play that they called was a run up the middle of the field with 14 seconds on the clock. You know, many fans have shown their disappointment with the officiating and blaming it on the refs rather than the coach's choice to really run the ball up the middle when the game was on the line. You know, uh, the Cowboys were just outcoached, in my opinion, and it showed uh, as the Cowboys looked sloppy, especially with these coaching mistakes, you know. Um, they also had a fake field goal that they tried to do in the third quarter, which they tried to uh, make the Niners uh, call a timeout. But while the cl- the play clock was winding down, um, they realized that the Niners were not going to call the timeout, so they ended up getting the offense on the field to run a play. It was just a weird sequence, and you don't see these types of coaching mistakes all the time. Um, but seeing that you know the Cowboys with Mike McCarthy, it's starting to get kind of – uh, a usual thing, especially when Mike McCarthy is trying to uh, say that you know his coaching uh, strategy is is what what was the best for his team to win the ball game. Um, in some aspects, maybe, but in this, I don't think so. Uh, but another game this week that I wanted to talk about was um, the Bills game, which Josh Allen threw for five touchdowns, and terrorized the Patriots. Um, The Bills basically played a perfect game, not punting or even attempting a field goal. Um, The Bills didn't even turn the ball over in this slobber knocker. Uh, this is a rare, a rare win for the for the Bills in the playoffs against the Patriots, uh, as the record against the Patriots have been a losing record. As the the Patriots have got their number seventy seven uh, for forty six and one uh, tie, uh, but the departure of Tom Brady um, has really shown that the the Patriots have been decreasing in their competitiveness in this last game. I, I just think Josh Allen just terrorized them. Uh, but the other game that I want to talk about is uh, the last game for Ben Roethlisberger, which was uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Chiefs this past weekend. Um, we all know Ben Roethlisberger as the the great uh, Super Bowl champion, uh, but this is going to be his last year. I, I assume he, he played a really great, great year um, and really got uh, – Got to be able to witness another playoff berth, uh, but the Chiefs just outdueled them. Um, it's going to be really hard to beat the Chiefs with their offense, uh, especially that they're that they're playing on all cylinders right now. Really uh, moving the ball, uh, rushing the ball, and also passing the ball. I mean, they had uh, three hundred and seventy-two passing yards and 106 rushing yards, making it 478 total yards. I mean, that's seven, I think 7.4 yards per carry. So they were dominating, uh, basically the, the Pittsburgh Steelers last week. Um, but we got a lot of, uh, another games this week and some of the matchups this week are going to be a lot tougher for a lot of these teams. Um, but, this is the divisional round, so we're going to be paying attention to a lot of these top uh, seeded teams. And the first game of the week will be uh, 
the Bengals versus the Titans. Um, and then the second game on Saturday will be the 49ers versus the Packers. Um, and then on Sunday, we got the Rams versus the Buccaneers. And then uh, the Bills versus the Chiefs. Um, these are going to be some great, great games. Uh, I think the Bengals and the Titans might uh, have a great, great outcome. I think the Titans will get that one. Uh, but the Bengals really put together a great game against the, the Raiders last week. Um, the 49ers and the Packers, that's going to be an awesome game for Saturday. Um Definitely want to check that out. It's going to be at Lambeau Field, and it's going to be a snowy one. So you going to want to check out, you know, 49ers versus Packers anytime they play because it's it's definitely going to be um, a hard-nosed game. And then uh, on Sunday, we got the Rams versus the Buccaneers, which the Rams right now have been playing really, really nice, but the Bucs um, still could come come back and, and win this game. But I, I hope uh, that the Rams just put the pressure on Tom Brady all game um, and, and get him on the floor. And, and if they could be able to do that, they, they would be able to win the game versus the Buccaneers. So I'm going to go for the Rams versus the Bucks, And then um, Sunday night's game is going to be the Bills versus the Chiefs, which is going to be another great matchup. Uh, a lot, I, I thought this would have been the AFC championship game, but – uh, knowing that this is going to be a divisional round game, this is going to be a great divisional round. So make sure you guys check out the NFL and let me know who you guys are picking to win uh, for the Super Bowl. Now let's talk about the NBA. And this week I would just like to talk about the power rankings as, you know, the NBA is forever changing. Uh, but this week I want to talk about uh, the top five teams of the league. Uh, at number five, we got the Bulls, who are 28-15. and 15. Last week, they were number one on our list. But with injuries from Zach Levine, Lonzo Ball, um, they tied. They had, a, they had a, a tough week this week, going one and three throughout the week. Uh, they picked up a, a win versus the Cavs. Um, but seeing that uh, Lonzo Ball actually has uh, a lingering... Uh, um, issue with his knee, he's going to be out for a while. Um, but seeing that uh, rookie Ayo Dasunmo had has been excellent uh, filling for uh, Lonzo Ball, and also Alex Crusoe uh, made his return to the lineup um, in that win versus Cleveland, putting up nine points in 23 minutes. And then um, the Warriors are at number four, uh, but what an eventful, you know, couple of weeks for the Warriors. Um, they went two and two throughout the week. Um, they trailed by 39 at halftime in a loss to the Bucks, then led by 31 at halftime uh, the very next night versus the Bulls. They followed up with a loss to the Wolves, uh, but they been they played without uh, Steph Curry and got a, a, away with the win over the Pistons. Um, they have been playing all week without Draymond, and he's actually expected to miss two more weeks with the back issue. Uh, but we've been seeing a lot of their younger guys uh, take these starting roles and making um, uh, some great production. 
Klay uh, Thompson also had his best game of the season against Detroit, putting up 21 points. Uh, he shot the ball 6 for 13 uh, in 22 minutes. At number three, we got the Grizzlies, um, who've been playing really great. Um, but, you know, they finally lost a couple games over the week to the Mavericks and then to the Bucks. Um, but they also picked up a couple wins versus the Wolves and also the Bulls. Um, they've been playing very well together. Uh, Kyle Anderson has been uh, actually been put on safety uh, protocols. Uh, John Morant made his comeback, making some statements over the week, uh, really showing that he is one of the best uh, guards in the West. He's been averaging 23 points with eight assists this whole week. Uh, and Jared Jackson Jr. also added uh, a lot of great minutes uh, this week for the Grizzlies. And at number two, we got the Miami Heat, who they just have been playing really well uh, this part of the season, uh, especially Bam Adebayo, who has returned to the court looking great. He's been averaging 17 points, 10 rebounds, three steals, and two blocks in the last couple games. Um, but they, the, they're missing uh, Tyler Hero to help the uh, safety protocols. And uh, Kyle Lowry also missed a couple games for personal reasons. Um, Jimmy Butler got ejected in the second quarter of Wednesday's win over the Blazers. Uh, but the, the Heat keep on winning. Uh, they're 3-1 and one, uh, throughout the week. And this makes it their six wins in a row. In, or, yeah, I think six in a row. Six wins, no, six wins in the last seven games. So they've been playing very well. Um, and then at the number one spot, we got the Suns, who have been taking care of business throughout the week. Uh, they got wins over the Pacers, Pistons, and Spurs. Um, they've been just dominating uh, the Western Conference so far. Their record is 34-9. and nine. Uh, And to me, Devin Booker is playing on another level, really scoring the ball well. Uh, he had, I think, 38 on close to 40 points uh, in three games, including a season-high 48 in San Antonio. Uh, DeAndre Ayton has suffered an ankle injury um, against the Pistons, um, and they the Suns look to take advantage of um, their great play throughout the week. Um, now let's talk about the Lakers, who have just been god-awful, man. Um, the one thing that I, I have to talk about the Lakers is is their coaching is at an all time low right now. Um, I think Frank Vogel is on a, on a verge to really get fired. Um, they got blown out this week by the Nuggets, um, but then they got a surprising win against the Jazz. Um, but even after you know that win, I, I feel like Vogel's job is just at jeopardy. Um, so every game is really what counts. Uh, but then the Lakers ended up um, losing to the Indiana Pacers last night. And after they were leading throughout the whole game and, and lost at the end. Uh, but they're, they're, they're looking to get back AD after, you know, he's been out for a while now. Um, the question is, though, is Vogel going to be still the head coach with the Lakers? And also the question is, is will the Lakers um, 
trade Westbrook? You know, these are two questions I can't answer even as a Lakers fan. But seeing how they've been playing, they need to make some adjustments. So make sure you guys tune in next week for more on the NBA. But I want to thank you guys for pushing play to another great week. You know, we're on our verge to 5,000 listens. And I want to tell you guys we got some uh, some content ready for for you guys to, to listen to uh, this month. I just hope you guys are staying in, and safe and keeping out of the way of this COVID-19 uh, surge of cases. I just hopefully all you guys are uh, supporting all your local businesses, supporting all your local artists, and supporting all your local podcasts. I'm Alejandro Oveda signing off episode 152.